Jesus, we thank you and praise you and bless you. We lift up your holy name. You're worthy of all praise and glory and honor. I pray you help this uh, message to get to whomever it's for, whenever it's for, Lord. Um, we appreciate you. Amen. So, I was thinking, dangerous, I know. We grow up in church, if you grow up in church, you know, or even, even if you don't grow up in church, if you grow up in, you know, a family with siblings, you know, you're always hearing, you have to be a good example. You have to be a good example. You have to be a good example to your siblings. You got to be a good example to, you know, your cousins. You got to be a good example to your kids. You got to be a good example to other people you know if you're in the you know if you're part of a church you got to be a good example to new converts you got to be a good example to you know yeah they're always saying you got to be a good example the problem is we can't be a good example i cannot be a good example everything i do is geared towards not being a good example now, God can be a good example. And if we're dead to self and raised in Christ, then Jesus can be a good example through us. But we can't be a good example except for the one thing that we can do that can be a good example is recognizing that in and of ourselves, we can't be a good example. And that that's okay. You know, we don't have to be perfect. So often we think that, you know, it's like, you know, we, we think we have to be, we have to be perfect in, you know, as, as you know, in him as, as his father is perfect. Well, we can't do that. We aren't the ones that, that, come to perfection in anything and it's it's hard to accept that sometimes it's a dangerous thing to do to put somebody else that high that if if they make one little mistake you're devastated yeah absolutely i've been there done that Mm -hmm. had it happen um you know i where i thought that somebody was you know well, they got, they're all that. They've been in ministry for, you know, my entire life, and they're, you know, perfect, or, you know, as close to perfect as possible. And and then they do something not so perfect, and it's like, boom. But... And you fall apart, and then you yeah. realize that you had been idolizing that person. Yeah. You, you, it's dangerous for you, dangerous for them. Then instead of an example, they become an excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't allow other people to do that. They shouldn't allow the people to idolize them like that. That's well, a yeah. bit of a... I mean, you can't control what other people do, but you can also be very clear that, you know, I can't be a good example. It's not me, yeah. but, but Christ in me. It's not... It's, you know, I don't... I'm not the one that's accomplishing... 
any of these things. And it's not because of me. It's not because of what I see, because of what I want, because of, it's only because of what God wants in his kingdom. And, you know, it's... But yet, you, we see it. You, you see, you know, even in... I mean, you could probably watch a, a dozen sermons today and half of them are going to tell you that you've got to be, you know, you have to whatever. Well, we just can't. In and of ourselves, we, we are not capable of that. Now, we're the only thing that we are capable of doing is choosing to do our best. I heard uh, James Wright say one time, long time ago, you know, God doesn't keep track of how many times you fall down, but how many times you get up. And it's really true. God doesn't, you know, he's not looking at us to be perfect, and we shouldn't, you know, and, and you know, if we're truly servants, you know, servant leadership and, you know, leading by example of serving, then people are going to know, oh, it's not, you know, if, if we're lifting others constantly and we're trying to, you know, not draw attention to us but reflect him, if we're constantly doing our best to... um just show his love as best we can then that's when we become the kind of example that we want to become when we become a, a good example um, but it's not us it's him and you know it goes back to expectations you know pretty much whenever you set expectations on somebody on yourself or others that you're just setting up for failure <laughs> expectations are nothing but a measurement of how quickly you're going to fail they really are you can succeed 999 times but you're going to fail at least one yeah. at some point in time. well and and that's you know the, and that's the thing it's like listening to Fred earlier and he used the example you know if uh, the the head football coach you know they they win and they win and they win and then they're you know they have a lose a game that they lose you don't blame the 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 players they don't they don't blame the the subordinate coaches they blame the head coach Oh, they lost because he didn't, he messed up. He didn't do, you know, it's like, he didn't step on the field. How could it be his fault? <laughs> you can be sure that if you, if you succeed 99 times and you, and you messed up one time, that's what people are going to look at. That's what people are going to talk about and look at. I mean, you see it in business. You see it in, you know, yeah. you know everything. And so yeah. if the expectation you know, we, we set a, a level of expectation of don't have expectations of me because, mm -hmm. you know, 
I'm going to do my best, but I'm going to mess up. Then people aren't surprised. You know, people say, well, you know, how are they going to respect you? Well, how do you respect somebody? You respect somebody because you see them go through stuff. And you're like, wow, they actually go through stuff. They're not, their life isn't perfect. They're not perfect. They, they're not, they're not, you know, untouchable. They, they actually go through stuff. They deal with this too. Hey, I understand that. You know, that's one of the biggest things that I think is, is, and I want to be careful because I don't want to diss anybody or any, I don't want to be disrespectful. But, you know, the holiness movement was fantastic. It was, you know, we have to be holy for God, to show God how much we love him, how much we care. But that came at the price of people going, oh, I messed up, and so I have to keep this a secret. I messed up and that, you know, nobody can know about that. Oh, you know, we can't talk about that because this mess. And that's not cool. I mean, not that we should be gossiping, but we also shouldn't be sweeping stuff under the rug rug and hiding it and going, well, you know, a good Christian doesn't talk about that sort of thing. No, a good Christian says, hey, you messed up. Repent. Deal with it. <laughs> or more. Mm-hmm. One person at work, one person at home, one person at church. Yeah. yeah. And that's not healthy. It's not good. It's not how God made it's us. It's a personality disorder. What that is. And that's what happens to a lot of young people. Yeah. All of that. Well, I mean, yeah. A lot of young people went through and they're like, oh, I'm the perfect angel when I'm around my parents and I'm at church, but you know, it, they lied. You know, I always told you guys, you know, the boys, I would much rather know if you've done something that I don't approve of. And we can talk about it. I may not be happy about it, but I'll still love you. And we can talk about it. At least I hope you knew that. Never knew anything that was yeah. disapproving. Well, there was some stuff, but it wasn't like, we didn't find out till later. It wasn't drugs or anything. <laughs> but the, uh, but you know, we, I, it was always, I would rather know about stuff and just be able to talk about it than, you know, have them build in a expectation of lies. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talk about oh, lions of the devil, but then we encourage our children to lie to us by telling them, you know, by example, you can't tell me, you know, you you, you can't let me see where you fail because I'll get mad at you mm-hmm. and God will get mad at you. So then we try to lie to God and that doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, you can lie to your parents. You usually don't get away with it, but you know, for a while. But you know, you try to hide stuff from God, it just doesn't work. 
doesn't doesn't go you know doesn't ever go well and it's not that you know but the thing is that we aren't the example Jesus is the example Jesus was you know the perfect example and Jesus had vulnerabilities and showed vulnerabilities I mean you know when he was on the the mount you know the the, the in the uh uh-huh on the mount of olives the garden of gethsemane and he was like sweating drops of blood cuz he was really stressed out about what was about to happen and he even said if there's any other way but you know your will not mine so, you know, he had vulnerabilities. He had preferences. I'm I'm certain that he didn't, you know, go, oh, well, I want to be crucified. He did because he loved mankind. But he didn't because he was a man and he was like, ah, pain, don't like it, bad. Not a good thing. And we so often, you know, the... The church, and and I want to be careful because I don't, I honestly don't know about a lot of churches now. I don't have, I mean, I know a lot of people who go to different churches, but I don't talk about it much. So I don't know that churches now are this way, but I suspect they are. As all the time growing up, most churches were like, we come here and we're perfect. See our halos? And it's like, wait a minute, but you were just never mind. <laughs> and and it and it's not it's just not Or how do you treat your family when you go home? Yeah. People still make uh like memes and things online about how people are at restaurants after they leave church. Yeah. Yeah, you mm-hmm. leave it's still it's still a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's so different than it was. Before. Or you leave church and in your car you're like you kids were awful in church. You were terrible. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> or you're cussing at the people driving home. Don't go from preaching to meddling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to drive home from church, so I don't cuss at people on my way home oh, from church. <laughs> but, you know, it's... Some people just deserve it, though. That's all right. <laughs> But we're we're human. We're human. And God knows we're human. God made us human. He made us all exactly the way we are. And he doesn't want us to not be who we are. And the only example that we can offer really is accepting the grace of God. You know, Jesus died that all could be saved. He died for everybody. Past, present, future. He didn't... And and the choice isn't, oh, I have to change my life and live a perfect, you know, according to the rules of the 1512 synod, 
you know, I've got to live life perfectly and be a perfect Christian according to that or a perfect Christian according to the Pope or a perfect Christian according to the whatever. The choice is, do I accept what Jesus did for me? Now, will we change? Will we become a better example to others simply by accepting that and loving God and, you know, doing our best? Yeah. People will look at us and go, wow, how do you do it? And you, the answer is, I have no idea. I just try to love God. You know, and then there, and that actually speaks much more clearly and loudly to people than, you know, trying to tell them where they're wrong. Yeah, passing judgment is a real big part of that. Well, yeah, kind of one of the big don'ts because Jesus specifically said, "Don't do it," <laughs> and yet we do it, and we judge ourselves too. That's the biggest thing is we fail, we, we mess up, and we know we mess up, and then we judge ourselves. And we, I, I don't know about you, but it, it's hard to forgive yourself. Is it possible to judge the other direction too, though? Not necessarily negatively, but positively. Think of ourselves too well, too well of ourselves? Can you, judge, can you judge positively? Mm-hmm. Judge isn't necessarily a negative word. Well, I mean, it's making a judgment. I mean, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, I mean is it possible that putting someone on a pedestal is also judging? Probably. I mean, I, I mean that would. It's a unique way of looking at it, and it probably is. Like making valid. assumptions about people that you don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you positive. assume that they're. That they never mess up. You assume that they're, you know, so those are uh, technically your judgments, yeah. And indirectly you're judging other people. Yeah. By placing them above. Yeah, you're saying, well, they're not as good as them, so they're better than them. They're better, they're way better than me. They're better than them. They're better, you know, they're up there. It's not to say that we can't respect people. It's not to say that you can't honor people. You can you can love somebody and honor them and and appreciate them, but you also have to realize that they're you know there but for the grace of God go I. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in the same boat we are. Except for the grace of God, they're not any better than anybody else. And the grace of God is equally divided or multiplied to us all. It's not, you know, he doesn't, God doesn't say, oh, you don't get as much grace as this person. You don't get as much grace. Nope, 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 sorry. You've used up your helping of grace. (laughs) The sheep are all on the same level. And the protector of the flock lives with the sheep. Yeah. They're, it's a sheep, just with bigger teeth. You're well, all on the same level. Y'all are all hanging out at the same level. Right. No one's higher or lower than anybody else. Y'all follow the shepherd whenever he tells you to go somewhere. Well, it's like I've <laughs> said, you know, I, I've, I've shared before. You know, pastors, I've, I've 
told some pastors this, and some of them look at me with a little bit of shock. The pastor is not the leader of their flock. They're the guard dog. The sheep dog. Well, I told you that. Yeah, we've had that conversation before. Back and forth. But, you know, it's it's like those uh oh one of those big white guard dogs, sheep dogs. Not Anatolians. Pyrenees. Pyrenees. Great Pyrenees. The you know, the the ones that are really doing what they're supposed to be doing, they just they exist with the flock. They live with the flock. They take care of the sheep, they get climbed on, you know, head butted, everything. Would never do anything to harm a sheep, but a pointy eared canine comes into the vicinity and they become ferocious. And then there's some sheep dogs that are not guard dogs, they're herd dogs. You know, the shepherd says, Hey, I need these sheep over here. And they're like, Hey, move. Come over here. Move over there. And, you know, and that's how God uses us. You know, He uses all of us. Like, you know, He uses Jesus pastors like that. Shepherd. Jesus it's, is a shepherd. He says, I am the, the good shepherd. The, the story of the, the one that's lost. Mm-hmm. Too, because the 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 sheepdog's not going to go find the one that's lost. The mm-hmm. sheepdog stays with the, the, the flock, yeah. no matter how big or small the flock is. Right, it's always there. So if you got lost ones out there, that's the shepherd's responsibility. Yep, you know he does. He you goes out and finds them. You can't be worried about who decides to come and go. You know that's not your responsibility. You can't fret over stuff like that. Yeah. Just as a side tangent, though, if a you has had a lamb that isn't grown up and they're still, you know, very closely attached and that lamb gets lost, the you won't wander off, but she'll make a racket. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you'll hear is meh, meh, Because, <laughs> you know, and then the shepherd's like, oh, there's a problem. I need to go find this lamb or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's got to consider all that. And, you know, we're not, as Christians, you know, you often hear, oh, we have to be an example to the world. The only example we can be to the world is how much God loves us. Now, will that change us? Will that, you know, make life better? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I read, I saw uh, a couple years ago, there was some sheep, I think it was in New Zealand, that had been out in the in the the wilds for like six years and had like a 70 pound fleece when they finally found him and shaved him down and it was like (laughs) life but you know that sheep was out in all the stuff he was really strong 
but uh, you know, he had he had all the he had all that fleece to protect him from the elements and from predators and. <laughs> Nose was sticking out. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, but, yeah, he was, it was, it looked black when they found him. Mm-hmm. But he was a white sheep. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Gives a whole new mint, you know, washed whiter than snow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but the, uh, we just have to remember that we can't be a good example. In and of ourselves is not possible. Only through Jesus. Only only God can use us as an example. And when God does it, then it's you know, that's fine. But if we try to set up other people as an example or ourselves as an example, it's just destined to fail. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And, you know, and we, and yet, the crazy thing is we know that as people, we know that, and yet we still do it, and then when they, when those people fail, we get mad. <laughs> what gives with that? Mm-hmm. That might be a whole other story, I don't know. Something else, but I don't know. Just think about that, and if you're hearing this message online, just consider that a you don't have to be a perfect example or even a good example. Just accept the gift of grace, love God as best you can, and then God can use you as an example. We don't have to do anything to to prove God, to show God, to teach other people about God. We have to just love him as best we can. And then he'll use us as he sees fit. Anything else? Good, good, good conversation. <laughs> Well, Lord, we thank you and praise you. We appreciate all that you're doing, all that you've done. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sunday Morning Podcast from Church Without Walls of Greer, South Carolina. If you have any questions or you need more information, please feel free to reach out to jonathan.wagner at intheupstate.net. If you'd like to subscribe, please do so on whatever channel you found this podcast. And reach out to me or anyone if you have questions about Christianity.